Ready. Welcome to Six Degrees of Jim. I'm your host, Jim. I'm here with Tori today. Hi. How are you? A little sore. Why are you sore? Because <laughs> I've fallen twice <laughs> this week in the snow. I see. Yeah. And I can't get up. I can't get up. Well, I got up, but note to self: don't wear Birkenstocks in the snow. It's not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's not a good, a good move. No, probably not. So I'm sore. So you're going to get through this podcast being sore? Yep. I got some eggnog. All right. Does it have something in the eggnog? It does. It's going to make you feel better? Yep. All right. Very good. Well, why don't we talk about my deer hunt? What do you think? Yeah. So. You were on it. I was on it. You were there. You witnessed it. I did. I brought the luck. You brought the luck. A couple, well, we saw that buck both times that you were with me. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised you didn't shoot it the first time. Yeah. So the reason I didn't shoot it the first time is I had a, um, a specific thing in mind I wanted to, to kill because I had this great deer tag here in Idaho. And I won't say the name of the place I was hunting or the the zone because there's other people that kind of turned me on to it that I don't want to uh, disrupt that apple cart from because it's hard to draw, so... Yeah, well, some things are not meant to be shared. Okay, so I don't think I'll share that one, so I'll let that one go. But it is a good zone. It's very close to the house. Um, You know, not a long drive. Uh, It's the best time of year. Which is controversial. Um, That it's the best time of year? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, right, Mm -hmm. because it's during the rut. So I've had a lot of comments about that because I put the pictures on Facebook, and a few people have said, and that's not extremely sporting because it's during uh, the rut. But, you know, I have kind of an explanation for that. It does have its own set. Well, besides it's legal. It does have its own set of challenges. Oh, definitely. I mean, like you said, it's a legal hunt, so is what it is. But Right. And here's the other thought on it. You know, if, if a guy kills one buck a year in his state that he lives in, he kills one buck a year in the state he lives in. And when I get a deer tag, I usually kill a deer in the state that I live in or if I travel to another state. I usually kill a deer. Very, very rarely do I ever not take an animal. So one buck a year, whether it's during the rut or during regular season, you know, the outcome's pretty irrelevant. I mean, if they were given the chance, I'm sure somebody would take it. it I think that's kind of a mute point, but whatever. Yeah, well, it is. I think it's easier to kill a buck during um, – the rut because there's bucks every day and they're just really well, they're dumb they're chasing girls so um they're not really too worried about uh you yeah the guy with the gun so um so it started out the first day and you know when you're driving along and you feel something behind you and i was in my my uh, my side by side i was going to a I'd never really been in there, so I was just kind of looking around. And I was going to go to a top of ridge and kind of walk out and um, driving over the top and down through the going to the bottom to see about where it went. Um, I got that feeling. You ever get that feeling? Mm-hmm. I turned around and there it was. It was standing right there looking at me. I just drove right by it. And I really couldn't see it because the way the trees and the bushes and the bank was. But as soon as I come to the opening, I got that feeling and turned around and there it was standing there with another doe. And guess what I did? Nothing. Well, I didn't do nothing then. I kind of, I kind of bailed out and took a good look and uh, debated for a long time. I had that inner struggle because it was a good buck. I would say, wouldn't you? No, I was. I said I was surprised you did not shoot it. 
But so, you were looking for the big one. Yep. So whatever. So I was looking for, you know, and that's another controversial little subject is I was looking for something that would be in a Boone and Crockett uh, type record book. And that's like, you know, 180 points, which is, you know, how they measure them. But we also eat the meat. We, it's, yeah. it's not like you were just looking for something big. We utilize the deer. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, that's above and beyond. I, and I, sometimes I take that for granted because a lot of people think when you, when you're looking for a trophy type set of horns that you throw the rest away and that's 1 million percent not true. Yeah. So, and anybody and most people I hunt with is the same way. You, you hunt for meat first, horns are second. That's always the way it is. Right. But some people don't understand if they don't hunt, they don't know. Yeah. That's a great explanation. So anyways, I decided to pass on him because he just wasn't going to make that record book look, even though he had, he had the height and he had the width and he had a lot of those characteristics, but he was a three by three, very kind of an odd, odd deer. Mm-hmm. which I decided not to. And I saw a couple more bucks that day and walked around a little bit and I came back for lunch. Well, and, I mean, throughout the week you saw a lot of different style. Oh, yeah. You know, some yep. with less points, some with higher. Yeah. Bigger horns. I don't know what you call it. Well. Height or whatever. Yeah, this one was hard to beat height and width. It's, it was pretty good. It wasn't the widest buck, but it definitely was really tall and had the long tines and had a lot of the neat characteristics. And then now looking back on it, being a three-pointer, that's a very odd, odd animal. And I'd always said I'd, I'd like to kill a, an odd-looking set of horns, a big set of horns, or something that made the record book. Those were the three criterias. So later that afternoon, you and I went out, and guess where that buck was? He's same right, spot. Same spot. He was within 100 yards. And he was just walking around with the doe again. We we looked at him quite a bit. We'd also seen another buck that day we looked at for a little while. So um, I hunted, what, about 10 days? Something like that. Every day, mm-hmm. for the most part. I stayed away on the weekends, but uh, Monday through Friday, I hunted morning and night. And then um, getting towards the end of the season. It was the day after Thanksgiving we went out. Yep. You and I went out. Mm-hmm. And it was a long day. We just were out there and didn't see nothing. Yeah. I mean, we were, we actually were walking. You had just said to me, well, you never know. You never know what pops out. And then you caught some slight coyotes in the. Four of them. Yeah. Well, that would be the fifth coyote we've seen for the day. So, and he came out with, I believe it was eight does and two bucks is what I recollect. I counted pretty quickly, but I wasn't so worried about counting as I was debating about whether to kill one of those two bucks. And I had really no intention to kill either one of them. And then the one I ended up killing, I uh, looked at him quite a few times and made kind of a, a judgment. He was skylighted. It was right at sunset. He was on the doe. It was uh, 300, I'd say 50 yards. So I took my shooting stick, had a rest, and looked at him for a minute. And he was in kind of a, a bushy area. And I didn't have a really good shot at him. And then he walked into the uh, into opening where he was broadside, and I never really got a a front look at him because it, it happened all pretty quickly. Would you say a few minutes? I I didn't. I just saw you looking, and then I heard you shoot. So yeah, because I my eyes couldn't focus. I didn't have glasses. My I couldn't. It was cold. It was cold. I was like, oh, I'll just stand here and wait. <laughs> I don't think you thought I was gonna shoot, did you? No, I actually didn't because you didn't say anything, so I didn't yeah. know what you were looking at. I didn't know. I had no idea. So. Oh, okay. Did it scare you a little bit when the gun went off? Kind of make you jump? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, yeah. like it didn't scare me, but right, I was like, right. oh, you know. <laughs> so. The hunting begins. 
that it was like, great, it's almost the end of the day. It's going to be cold. And we were going to a birthday party, mm-hmm. which we, I guess I can cut to that part of the story real quick. We walked into a birthday party with a lot of people and we had deer stuff all over us and we were still in camo. We'd been working for a couple hours and we were cold. And well, we ran and said, happy birthday. We got to go. And dropped off the present and introduced, they introduced us to a few people and we said, got to go because it's time to hang the deer up. So anyways, I made the shot and then... We couldn't find it. Well, because we were like, well, for me, I had no idea. You know, I had no landmarkers, nothing. I couldn't help. The only thing I did see was as the group, when you did shoot, I noticed all the deer did not really react. They all kind of stood there. And I was like, oh, hmm. But then as the big group kind of, they kind of walked by us. Yeah, they did. I watched one just kind of go down. And all I saw was a tail, you know, the acid (laughs) but so at that point i was like oh i i don't know if that was it i don't i don't know so when we walked over to start looking i kind of walked down trying to figure out if that was your buck that had kind of walked away Mm -hmm. um but i had nothing to go on so i was like i don't don't know so we walked around for quite a while and then we decided to get into the side by side and utilize the lights yeah because it started getting dark on us so we had to go back to where I shot from, and then I knew there was a tree in the distance. I knew when I first shot, as soon as I shot, he went away. And, you know, that's usually normal when you're, you know, concentrating just to, to squeeze. And so when I took that shot, I um, squeezed and he just disappeared. So I knew he probably dropped, and I saw all those deer looking at him, and, you know, they were all standing there staring like maybe he was down. So um, I took a... a because I've done this lots of times, and I took a good vantage point or a good direction of where I shot. Yeah, once you kind of figured out, it was yeah. like, oop, we drove, and we almost literally drove right to him, and then you could just see him laying there. And yep. And I was like, so, oh, there he is. He didn't leave a track. He just dropped right there. So Right, and the fun part was he was really heavy. <laughs> What's that now? He was really heavy after he, you. He was huge. Yeah, he was very big. I didn't think we were going to get him. In the four-wheeler? Mm-mm. No, we had to actually... We tried to get him in the back because the back's a little higher. Couldn't get him in the back. So we had to do, because the front has an angle onto it. So we, it was, I don't know how we got him. <laughs> we luckily got him up, got him. And then I, ha- I was like holding on to his horns the whole way down the hill. I was like, okay, hopefully he doesn't slide off. Because if he slides off, I'm, I'm done. Right. It won't happen. Well, we went, I winched him on. Once we got him on, I winched him down over the roll bar, and he wasn't going anywhere. But Felt yeah. like he was going somewhere the whole time. Yeah, because the head was kind of bobbing yeah. around. You were holding on to the head, so. but he, he definitely was not going to go. But And then we had a long drive back to the truck with him. Yeah, So, but we, we got him. Yep, and he's a good buck. He's a three-by-three. Three. Um, he uh, is very, very tall. I think his G4s, which is that's his back, or G2s, that's his back uh, – Tines, I think they're almost 25 inches long. They're 24 and I'm I think four eighths or something of that. I measured at the time. I don't really totally 100% remember, but big, long tine, three by three. And the reason I knew he was the first buck is because when I walked up on him, he had these nubs on his front main beam. He had these like he was going to be a four point, like he was going to branch off, but it just took these big bumps. And, you know, I looked at him so hard that very first day I saw him. I knew exactly what the horns looked like because I looked at him, you know, two times, both times for long periods of time. So. It was meant to be. 
Meant to be. And he was killed in another spot that we weren't even, that I didn't see him the first time. So he was close, but he wasn't in the same spot. And he was with uh, multiple deer versus yeah. just one. So, but it was him. So he's, uh, oh, let's see, he's almost 26 wide. So uh, I think well, he's 25 and a quarter or something, 25 and a half, somewhere near. Yep. And you took him to a new gal that you've never used before. A gal and her husband. Yep. Yep. They do it together. Yep. Samantha and Dylan, and there are artistry untamed. And so, quick story on that, how I found them, is I follow a lot of groups on Facebook with mule deer, because I'm, I'm hooked on mule deer. So I follow them, and I saw there, and I believe she does most of the taxidermy finish work, and I think he does all the, the, the tanning of the hides and all the cleanup. That's kind of what it looked like, and that's kind of what they talked about. And I know it's a team event with them, which is really cool. And uh, I saw her work online. Mm-hmm. And went, wow, that's pretty impressive. And I used another guy, and I still use him. I have another buck that's there now. Um, but he is so far away from where we are. So, now, yeah. You know, where we live now, it would be, um, he's 15, 16-hour drive. And I, I I loved his work, and he still does it occasionally. Like I say he's doing another buck for us right now because I was in that area when I killed it. And um, I would love to have taken it to him, but I found this other group, and they their her stuff is just spot on. And I know they're... They're newer. They haven't been doing it for like 40 years, you know, but they... Uh, you can put it on the yeah thing so people can go check it out. Yeah, I'll put it on Facebook and I'll put an attachment so they can go look at her work. And, you know, it's kind of risky a little bit. You look at it, you message them a few times, and then you drive down there. And it's still a ways from us to drive down to her place. And when we were invited, you know, graciously into their home and they showed us all their mounts, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, they do great work, definitely, so... I mean, it's really lifelike. It'll he's gonna turn out really well. So, um, they do all sorts of different things besides. I know she kept saying her favorite's been mule deer. She said it for the first time a messenger about it. So, I was pretty confident I was gonna kill a good buck because of this zone, and um, so I was already kind of preparing. But so that's where it was a good hunt. It. Yeah, it was and, a good hunt. And then we had dinner with a friend down there, and that was good too, and enjoyed that. And after we dropped off the deer, and then we came home. And it was, and it was a good thing because it was full moon. So you said with full moon, that's going to change how the deer move around. The weather got really cold. We got some snow. So the last couple of days that you did have, it's kind of nice that you didn't have to because right. it probably wouldn't have worked out well. Yeah, it would have been tough because it was, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's great when it snows. There is some downside to snow because it's snowing out. And a lot of times you can't see a foot in front of your face and, it gets real cold, and, you know, sometimes deer hunker down a little bit. Sometimes, you know, the sun will break out and deer run around in the snow, and sometimes it's pushing. But during the rut, I had the opportunity to see lots of bucks and probably everything in the area I was hunting. So there's always that chance something else could have popped up. But this was the biggest buck I'd seen. Mm-hmm. And I had, let's see, one, two. I had three more hunts left because we did have the little deal on Tuesday for our grandsons. No, Annalise. Or our it was for her Christmas concert. Oh, the Christmas concert. That's right. That's right. Christmas concert. So. Yep. So I had that planned. So we, uh, we grandkids are definitely first. Yep. They passed, surpassed deer hunting. It used to be deer hunting, but grandkids actually took that over. Well, for you, it might have been deer hunting. For me, it was the kids, and now it's yeah. the grandbabies. So. Now, now, I get to, now I get the grandkids. Yeah. So I, I put them ahead of the deer hunting, I guess. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure the kids will be thrilled to know they ranked second. Well, that's the way it is. They'll listen to this podcast and they'll know that I'm in second place over deer hunting. But not with your mom. No. 
Nope. And then the grandkids passed them, though, so. Yeah, but you have to remember they gave us the grandkids. So. Well, but not both of them. Well, just the one. Just the one. Right, we better get to it. Yeah. So. This Hunter and Emily is the only one that gave us grandkids. Yep. Not righty poo. All right. He's got time. All right. Well, that's the that's the deer hunting part of the podcast. And, you know, with uh, six degrees of gym, it's connected to gym in some ways. Well, it's about you. I mean, you went hunting. Yeah. So. But you know how I found out about the whole spot was through Jim. Right. So. That's a big shout out to Jim. All about Jim. And Jimmy. So. so I got to thank them for that. So that's it. So, well, I guess that's the whole hunting story. That is. I could throw out a shout out to my Weatherby again that did the the, did, did the, do, the deed. Yep. The 270 Weatherby Magnum Mark V. Tell him to get the ammunition. <clears throat> that's the microphone of the ammunition. So. so I don't have to hear you cry about it. I know. Well, I'm gonna have a friend of mine help me with that. We're gonna we're gonna reload some of that 270 Weatherby Mag ammunition because I have a bunch because it's very hard, difficult to get a hold it's of it. Very difficult. So. And expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quality, so that's good. Good, you know, or reason why it's expensive. But but the same token. Yeah. Getting it is difficult. It's it's almost impossible. So. Yeah. So that's the only the only downside I have to my my gun that. You know, we've been killing deer since 1979, so using a Weatherby, pretty good. All right. All right, well. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye.